that early 20s, that's a dangerous time because your, your ego and your certainty is so high and your self-awareness is so low. Yeah. And and, and it's just, whew, you know, that if you could if you could survive to 25, you're on you're on your way somewhere. But to me, it's like that's the point. You know, it's like it's like from 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 birth to like five, that's the hardest. That's your parents gotta keep you alive. But from like from like 15 to 25, you gotta keep yourself alive. That's the test. Welcome back to BS with Brian Simpson, episode 87. Don't forget, if you want to support the show, buy some of the sponsors, like, share, subscribe, all of that shit, or just tell somebody, whatever. Um, if you've got any questions, comments, concerns, you want advice from the advice champ, email me at bswithbrownsimpson at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 323-451-1980. You can also email us a voice note. Um, if you want to see me on tour, which I will be in Houston this weekend. No, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I'll be at the Addison Improv this weekend in Dallas uh, or outside of Dallas. Uh, just go go for your tickets at BransomComedy.com or go to one of my social medias at BS Comedian and click on the link in my bio. Don't Also, don't forget, I host a uh, an improv stand-up show every Tuesday night at the Comedy Mothership in Austin, Texas, called Bottom of the Barrel, 7.30 and 10.30 p.m. Uh, they, they sell out fast. I mean, uh, maybe you can get one to the late show, you bullshit around, but if, I, if you want to go, I would go get them shits uh, now. So, we're back. We're back, Rob. Uh, interesting things are happening. Man, we, we're starting to get so many emails and voicemails. Um, I think I want to cover a lot, cover some of those this episode, just because. Sure, they stack uh, it up. Yeah, they starting to stack up, but man, it's just hard to choose. Family sues Panera Bread after college student who drank charged lemonade dies. What? What is charged lemonade? Okay, an Ivy League student with a heart condition died after she drank Panera Bread's charged lemonade, a large cup of which contains more caffeine than cans of Red Bull and Monster Energy drinks combined, according to a lawsuit. The legal complaint, which was filed Monday morning in the Philadelphia Court of Common Pleas, it was first obtained by NBC News, caused the beverage a dangerous energy drink and argues that Panera failed to appropriately warn customers about its ingredients. The suit was filed on behalf of the parents of Sarah Katz, 21, a University of Pennsylvania student who had taught CPR in underserved communities and had been a research assistant at a children's hospital. Katz had a heart condition called long QT syndrome type one and avoided energy drinks at the recommendation of her doctors, according to the filing. Okay. In a statement Monday afternoon, a Panera spokesman said, we were very saddened to learn this morning about the tragic passing of Sarah Katz and our hearts go out to her family at Panera. We strongly believe in transparency around our ingredients. We will work quickly to thoroughly investigate this matter. Katz. Well, we already know how this is going to go. We we uh we're gonna investigate ourselves, and we're gonna be found that we did everything on the up and up. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm the I'm, I should open a company where we do that for you. You want me to? We'll just call it not guilty, not guilty.com. <laughs> Cats bought a charged lemonade from Panera Bread Restaurant in Philadelphia on September tenth, twenty twenty two. According to the suit, she went into cardiac arrest hours later. Said her roommate and close friend Victoria Rose Conroy. She was very, very vigilant about what she needed to do to keep herself safe. 
I guarantee if Sarah had known how much caffeine this was, she never would have touched it with a 10-foot pole. Well, see, I don't understand that. You know, because her family says she went out of her way to avoid caffeine. Um, but, how, but how can you say she was very diligent when it's called charged lemonade? At the very, at the very least, I would be like, what does that mean? Right? Right. Like, what is charged lemonade? What, I mean, if I, had to, if I had to guess, I would say it was lemonade with caffeine in it or lemonade with booze in it, which, you know, they don't, which they probably don't sell at Panera Bread. So, you know, I don't, I don't know if I buy that, that, oh, she was very diligent because well, how does she not ask someone? Or did she ask someone and they, and they told her they didn't know? I mean, I mean what, what you know for sure is that this is not just lemonade. So yeah. I need to know what's different about this and regular lemonade. You know, uh, so I don't know. The charged lemonade was offered side by side with all of Panera's non-caffeinated and or less caffeinated drinks and was advertised as a plant-based and clean beverage that contained as much caffeine as the restaurant's dark roast coffee. According to photos of both the menu and beverage dispensers in the store, which were included in the wrongful death suit. Uh, but at 390 milligrams, the large charged lemonade has more caffeine than any size of Panera's dark roast coffee. Okay, so so it was advertised to have caffeine in it. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is a stretch. I think this is a stretch. Because <laughs> listen, listen, I, I understand like when people are going through grief and they need somebody to blame, you know, it's hard to blame the victim, so to speak. You can't blame God, probably his fault, but you can't do that if you're a religious <laughs> person. And so you know, these lawsuits, this, but it's like, hey, man, I don't know if you got one here. You better hope I'm not on the jury because this sound like your girl, your girl was very vigilant and then she slipped up at the last minute. You know, she was probably probably drunk because why else would you eat a Panera Bread? They fell off a long time ago. <laughs> so Panera Bread's know. pretty fucking trash, dude. It's one of yeah. the like closer fast food restaurants oh. around here and I fucking oh. never go there. Oh, yeah, it's disgusting. And they when they first opened up, they was great. I mean, like a lot of restaurants. Just like Chipotle. Chipotle used to be a fucking amazing. You know? But anyway, uh, because they're, they're painting this picture like she had this disease that caused her to avoid caffeine. Mm-hmm. That's what her family said. Now her friend's saying, I mean, now the lawsuit is saying that the cap, that the beverage was advertised to have as much caffeine as a cup of coffee. But if you get a large, it's way more than that. But I thought you weren't supposed to be having caffeine at all. Right. I, I mean, I mean, I would think like if caffeine could kill me or if, if X amount of caffeine could kill me, yeah, I don't know. You know, I, let's keep let's let's see because a lot of times I be I be having opinions and then I read the rest of the article and it's more information. Uh, okay, so uh, three hundred milligrams uh, more caffeine than any size of Panera's dark roast coffee. The complaint says numbers that the nutrition facts on Panera's website confirm. Okay, so what are we talking about here? It also has guarana extract, another stimulant, as well as the equivalent of nearly thirty teaspoons of sugar. The complaint continues, adding that 390, uh, adding that 390 milligrams of caffeine is higher than the caffeine content of standard cans of Red Bull and Monster Energy drinks combined. Cats had gotten the large cup, which is 30 fluid ounces, according to the attorney representing her family. I think everyone thinks lemonade is safe, and really, this isn't lemonade at all. Well, no shit. It's called charged lemonade. 
It's an energy drink that has lemon flavor. Yeah, man. It's advertised to have as much caffeine. I mean, am I, I think I, I feel, okay, I'm going to keep reading because this is now I'm starting <laughs> to get irritated. And really, and really, this isn't lemonade at all. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. The lawsuit alleges that the charged lemonade is defective in design because it's a dangerous energy drink. Well, first of all, drinking that much caffeine is not dangerous to most people. That's why yeah. we not look, that's why we're not seeing this surge of death at Panera Breads. <laughs> You know what I mean? It was dangerous to this woman who knew she was drinking a caffeinated beverage. And drank 30 ounces of it. Yeah, and got a 30-piece. What are we talking about? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not on your side here. These unregulated beverages include no warning of any potentially dangerous effects. Well, that's because your doctor warned you. <laughs> Even the life-threatening effects on blood pressure, heart rate, and or brain function. Conroy describes cats as an excellent student, blah, 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 blah. She was careful to tell people that she could not consume energy drinks and made other modifications for her health condition, but she never let it stop her from achieving. So why did she drink it? Why does she get a 30 ounce? Because you can't, you can't dance around that. If she, if her goal was to avoid energy drinks, why did she drink an energy drink? Because again, you, they're trying to have it both ways. It's like, it's like, you're saying it's not lemonade. It's an energy drink with lemon flavor. So can't so can't you taste that? With you? I mean, I, I, I don't, you know, I'm trying. What do they call it? This victim blaming. But this is only victim blaming if you the victim. Yeah, I don't even think she's a victim, dude. Look at look at the picture that they have of the charged lemonade vats that they have there. It says right there, thirty fluid ounces. 530 calories. First of all, don't drink 530 calories of fucking oh. sugar water. But also, it says right next to it, 389 milligrams of caffeine. Oh, let me, yeah, let me get, let me get. Hey, yeah, bro. Hey, wait a minute. All that shit got 390 milligrams of caffeine. Yeah. It's lightning bolts on the motherfucker. It's chains on it. <laughs> you know, I don't know what, I don't know what else people, I don't know what else you need. What you what else you need here? It says it says right here, plant based, clean caffeine, powered by guarana and green coffee extract. What the fuck do you think is in it? Yeah, man, you losing me with this one. The lawsuit says cat <clears throat> bought. Oh my god, cat bought an unlimited sip club membership from Panera, which allows customers to pay a monthly fee for unlimited drinks. Well, that is dumb. <laughs> about about a week and a half before she died, Conroy said cats had bought at least one other charged lemonade in the days before her car- cardiac arrest. So she's had she's drunk it before and it didn't give her a heart attack. Guys, we know what this is. This is cocaine. Come on. What are we, <laughs> what are we saying here, guys? This is she had a heart condition, she tried cocaine, or she tried Molly that had cocaine in it, or something going on here. This is yeah, we, we need to see this autopsy. That happened to that fitness influencer that had a heart attack and went into a coma and then had another heart attack while she was in a coma. Because she of died. What? From charged lemonade? Well, no, they, they think that they think that she was people were talking about, oh, it's from like the influencer lifestyle or whatever, and they tried to make a big to do about it. And it was really probably more she was just doing party drugs and had a heart attack. 
On the day of her death, she bought another charged lemonade and collapsed several hours later at a birthday party gathering for a friend at a restaurant. Um, did she just did she just come back from the bathroom with another couple group of friends? <laughs> Emergency personnel took her to the hospital where she went into cardiac arrest again. This time, fatally, this lawsuit says. She was taken from us soon. A medical examiner's report that Crawford shared with NBC News showed the cat's cause of death was cardiac arrhythmia due to long QT syndrome. The report does not mention the beverage as a contributing factor, but notes that she had no drugs in her system other than what the hospital used to try to resuscitate her. Okay. Caffeine can have health consequences. Um, yeah, so... so I, but this is this is also what I don't understand. So we we cocaine is not part of the equation. But again, you she bought one a few days beforehand. Three hundred and ninety milligrams of caffeine. Yep. Right there on the box. It's lemonade with caffeine in it. I, I, I you know I don't know how. You know normally I'm off with shitting on companies for not being transparent, but. That, I feel like that's as transparent as it could be. I mean, what you want them to mail you? You want them to send you the uh, the chemical markup? The like it's telling you right on there. Hey man, three hundred ninety milligrams of caffeine. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to find in favor of the defendant in this one. Yeah, yeah, I'm done reading this article. But wow, there's seven thousand comments. I'm fascinated. I wonder how the rest of the world feels. Do they agree with me? I need validation. Sorry, a person who knows she has a heart condition does not go and order a large size charged beverage without bearing the consequences. Well, there you go. She was an Ivy League student and definitely had the wherewithal to consciously choose another non-charged beverage, of which there are plenty. Yeah, I mean, but I don't know, bro, because she was also dumb enough to subscribe to unlimited drinks at Panera Bread. How much does the unlimited how much does Panera Bread Sip Club cost? Uh let's let's look that up. How how much how much do you think it should cost? I'm going to say $7.99. No, no, no. It's got to be more than that. No, I'm going to say twenty, over 20 bucks. Looks like $11.99. $11.99 a month. You damn fool. <laughs> you, you, know, you know, I just mean, look, you know, you could go to the grocery store and spend $11.99 and have drinks for a month. You know, you could buy 15 packs of Kool-Aid. You know what though? I'm gonna say, you know, if, if if Panera Bread coffee wasn't dog shit, and I could get unlimited coffee for twelve dollars a month, unlimited hot and iced coffee, which it seems like you can, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, or unlimited charged lemonade. Yeah, unlimited charged lemonade. I mean, you can get drink four of those. That's your daily uh, calories. That's all you need, baby. Hey man, I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell these hoes. Hey, listen. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't feel bad for it, and I feel like I only read one comment. So, an intelligent, educated college student who is not only aware of her need to avoid products that exacerbate her heart condition to the point of lethal effects, knowingly drank a product called Charged. <laughs> that yeah, I feel like everyone feels like we do. But yeah. but you know what? These all feel like men. You know, and sometimes you run into men that's just ants against the woman, no matter what. So, can I get a one? Oh, here's a woman. I have mitral valve prolapse. Wow, prolapse always makes me think of buttholes. I know that's not what it means, <laughs> like on its own, but it's the only time I've ever heard it used. So, uh, you know, they mean, mean scientists are bad at naming stuff. What is mitral valve prolapse? Uh, a PFO and and a 
prothrombin gene mutation, thick blood. Okay. Um, I've gotten used to saying no to a lot of things. Certain RX and energy drinks are at the top of the list. Coffee is bad enough. You can't disregard things just because you do not notice them all the time. My medical issues are different, but like you, I often have to just say no when I find something I cannot consume. Or, yeah, yeah. This young girl's death is very unfortunate, and I feel for her family, but our local Paneras, like the picture in this article, state clearly the amount of caffeine the drinks contain. Unfortunately, many drinks and foods do not. I have a heart condition. Yeah, bitch. Look, I, I feel like uh, there's another woman that agrees and another and Lucy, she ordered the drink. Why is the restaurant to blame for her own lack of control? Bam. Hey, listen, we ain't got to keep talking about this. I'm sorry, man. Uh, it, it is, it is sad that this woman died, but her family trying to profit from it with, with a, with the loot. I mean, actually, you know what? Honestly, this lawyer needs to be disbarred. Like what a crazy case for you to take. For, to well, they want a, a settlement. They want a settlement. They want to right. be able to, they want, they want a settlement, but what if they don't get the settlement? Like they, 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 they convinced this family that they could win. Yeah. And most most attorneys would be like, "You can't win this." What are you talking about? And then you sub, and then you submit the proof. You submit the evidence that that makes your claim. Like you submitted the picture of the drink fountain. Yeah. So you, <laughs> it's like, what kind of attorney is this? I would love to know. Actually, I think it said it in an article who the attorney was. Avoid this motherfucker like the player, guys. He ain't the one. I mean, if, if I was a scumbag attorney, there's probably several other arguments I could have made to try to win this case. But the, what I sure the fuck wouldn't have done was was submitted anything that helped Panera. It's like, what are you doing? Well, you have to. No, you don't. Do you? I mean, well, well number one, yeah, you do. You do have to like, there's like discovery. So they can ask you to submit certain things. But in this case, this information no, no. was controlled by Panera. So Panera yeah, what, what, submitted right, it. Right, right. That's what, well, that's what I mean is, no, I think, no, he, is, he their attorney submitted it. Their, their attorney submitted that picture of the fountains. I mean, that, that's what the article said. Their side took a picture, like, tried to, okay. yeah, their their side tried to go in a Panera and take a picture of the fountains to go, see, it looks like a fruit drink, like, without, and completely ignoring the fact that it's, it clearly says it's got almost 400, cal- I mean, that's a lot of caffeine. I don't know how much... It's I mean, it, this this picture is just from Getty Images, so I don't think that this is the picture that they submitted. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. This so. this is just the the article, whoever wrote the article. But yeah, that's a that's an easily disprovable, losable case. I mean, yeah. yeah well, they, the, what the what the what the lawyer wanted to happen was he wanted to send one of these bullshit demand letters, threatening Panera Bread with bad publicity, and Panera Bread didn't blink. They just said, "Yeah, fucking come on, sue us." Yeah. It's called charged lemonade. It says 390 milligrams of caffeine. She drank another one two days beforehand and nothing bad happened to her. Yeah, I mean, look, man, she was trying to, she was, she was, she, she, she rolled the dice and she died from it, you know? For once, the, uh, the, the comments are almost unanimous in being on the right side of history. Yeah, I'm sorry, lady. I mean, she's, she's a pretty girl too. Yep. But, but, you know, makes it more of a tragedy, Brian. Well, you know, <laughs> when you grow up and you never have to pay any consequences for your actions, you know, you you start, especially when you're that young, that like the, that early 20s, that's the most dangerous time in everyone's life, men and women, because you're, you're, it's, you know what, you know what, I, I, I think I've said this before, but that's the first time. So like, you know, when you're, when you're 15, 16 and you, and you and your parents just don't understand phase 
and you think you know every fucking thing, and then you turn 18, 19, 20, and you realize how fucking dumb you were in your teens. Well, that's the first time you have that re- that that revelation. And so then you mm-hmm. think, well, damn, I'll never make that mistake again. So now you're even more sure that you know everything, and you're even more sure that you're invincible. So it's not until you hit your, your, your mid, your, your almost 30s, maybe a little over 30, when it happens again, and you realize, oh, shit, I really didn't know shit in my 20s. Then you yeah. start to realize, oh, this is going to keep happening. I don't know shit ever. I'm just going to constantly be learning. That's when you start to calm down. You know, that's when your that's when your your testosterone start to drop. You start, you know, and that's what it is. The older you get, the less capable you are of whooping somebody's ass. The more you find other conflict resolutions, uh, tactics. And anyway, but my point is that early twenties that's a dangerous time because your your ego and your certainty is so high and your self awareness is so low. Yeah, and 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 it's just. Whew. You know that if you could if you could survive to twenty five, you on you on your way somewhere. But to me, it's like that's the point. You know, it's like it's like from 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 birth to like five. That's the hardest. That's your parents got to keep you alive. But from like from like fifteen to twenty five, you got to keep yourself alive. That's the test. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's when most people die in it. I mean, that's when most people die from not old age. Yeah, accidents and shit. Yeah. Yeah, accidents, doing wild shit, stunts, fucking drinking too much, cocaine too much, heroin addiction. That's when people get it. You know, it's like, so you know. Anyway, my point is, I mean, you know, that's when you feel invincible, and and especially, oh now, oh and you, oh and you're going to Harvard, or what was it, Princeton or Harvard? I think it was Harvard. Who fucking going, cares? Going, you going to Harvard? What else? But yeah, but they do care. That's the thing. You, it's a, it's a, it, it inflates. You, it inflates University your, of Pennsylvania. Uh, University of Pennsylvania. I thought I thought they said a fancy school. It said Ivy League. I think University of Pennsylvania uh, is. Oh, uh, oh yeah. okay. I didn't. I didn't know that. No one ever brings it up when they. Anyway, it's sheath underwear time. It's the best underwear, and here is why. It comes with two pouches: one for your dick, and the other is for your balls. Put everything in its pocket, and you won't have any chafing or sweaty balls that get stuck to your leg. Yes, yes. All of my underwear are now sheathed. I started this journey a couple months ago to replace all my uh, peasant underwear with sheath. And uh, and my balls haven't been stuck to my legs since. It works. It's the way underwear always should have been made. Uh, this underwear was literally created to handle the desert heat in Iraq. So no matter how intense that game of Frisbee golf gets, sheath has you covered with breathable underwear that keeps things cool and dry. Maybe you don't have a dick. But you've got some seriously sweaty boobs. No problem. Sheath can banish the boob sweat with their moisture-wicking sports bras, boxer briefs, and boys shorts. Go to sheathunderwear.com and use code BS to get 20% off your first order. Plus, Sheath Underwear's 100% money-back guarantee. That's sheathunderwear.com, promo code BS. Get Sheath Underwear, support the show, support your balls. Hey, man, I appreciate the reading of the comment. This doesn't have a name. Hey, man, I appreciate the reading of the comment, and I hope it inspires thoughtful discourse. So this is a follow-up that you might be interested in discussing. Main question, within historical context, how do you approach the morality of a repressed people violently responding to systemic this brutality? Is, this is from Tony, the, the guy who wrote the long um, oh, okay, comment that okay. you read. Um, uh, the systemic brutality that's been forced upon them and their families. Okay, hold on, Tony. So, okay. 
I will certainly provoke emotional. Res- it will certainly provoke emotional responses. It's a reexamination of the historical figure Nat Turner in American history. Ooh, Nat Turner with the burner. I had con- I had contacted you a year ago about work on a Black History series with you and Rob for the podcast. You had expressed interest in exploring that, but I think just everyone got busy. Nat Turner, yeah, let's get this guy. I like I like how he researches. I like how he breaks it down. Nat Turner is back on the news, and he's one of the many figures with dialogue and spotlight. Wait a minute. How is Nat Turner? Isn't Nat Turner's dead? Yeah, but this is actually really interesting because I had heard about this because Norm Finkelstein, he's like, a, okay. he's an academic. Oh, he well, we'll get into it. He get into it. I, I, I had heard no. about this, this, this article or this uh, thing that he had written before well, he we mentions, got to see him. He him right here. Professor Norm, Norman Finkelstein, known for his controversial views on Israel, has recently down, drawn parallels between the Hamas raid and the Nat Turner slave rebellion in American history. Okay, the uh, that rebellion didn't work though. Um, <clears throat> professor, man, I lost my place. Uh, slavery. Okay, Turner's intentions aren't fully documented, but it appears he aimed to use his own sacrifice, oh, to expose the horrific realities of slavery and the power dynamics it enforced. His rebellion was marked by violence targeting white individuals, men, women, and children. Interestingly, Turner is believed to have personally killed only one person. Yet the rebellion triggered a disproportionate, violent response towards innocent African-Americans who were not involved in the uprising. Despite this, Turner's actions compelled the nation, including President Lincoln, to confront the issue of slavery, albeit reluctantly. This is a very controversial topic. I don't know logistically if it would work, but man, a spicy take on that would be engaging as fuck. I'll put links below if you're interested in seeing quick clips on the subject. I'll link a write-up. <clears throat> of the renowned abolitionists at the time, more or less saying what we have so long predicted at the peril of being stigmatized as an alarmist and declaimer has commenced its fulfillment. Um, well, you know, damn, I never thought about it that way. But do, but do you think that's a Nas's goal is to use their own deaths to draw attention to their plight? I don't know if that's true. You know. No, I think it's I think Finkelstein's um perspective in the comparison is more that the abolitionists of the time were saying, listen, to the people who were slave owners, listen, you have these people in these untenable living these untenable conditions, and you have them in a pressure cooker. And the only outcome to treating people this way is for them to become so desperate that they do something fucking insane like this. And so the comparison is that if you keep uh, Palestinians in these conditions, especially the conditions in like Gaza, that the only foreseeable outcome to that is that they commit these atrocities. Oh, yeah. Well, of course, uh, you know, they. I, f- I think it was MLK that said something to the effect of like ri- riots are the, you know, it's it's the it's the the song of the unheard. It's like talking didn't work. Being patient didn't work. It's like eventually when, you know, the last thing you want to do is leave people with out an alternative, you know, but it's, but it's wild to me because I think Nat Turner was trying to get a whole slave uprising and only like 70 people joined them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 
It's like imagine being that that much of a slave. I mean, but you know that, that's why I, that's why the whole idea of like we're going to do this until Hamas is eliminated is laughable, because that literally means killing every Palestinian. Because what does what does Hamas eliminated mean? What we we know America we've been America for the last thirty years has been trying to get rid of the Taliban, uh, Hezbollah, uh, all these other. It, it doesn't work. You can't because because every time you kill one. They recruit ten. Yeah, yeah. It's like every every kid that see their daddy or their uncle or their brother die in front of them that that's a new Hamas member. So it's like the huge because so it's like and you don't have like a roster of Hamas like you don't know like oh what we uh, ten more Hamas to kill and then we done. No, it's like you that's not that's not realistic. So what does that even mean? I, you know. So and we all know it. I mean, Hamas knew that their attack would provoke a response. And the Israeli government knows that what they're doing will keep this, will perpetuate this forever, unless they kill everyone. Mm-hmm. So it's like either, you know, because, because you know, someone has to forgive. That ain't going to happen. But that's the only way this is going to stop. If somebody's like, okay, I, you know, I don't want revenge, you know, so. Good luck with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, honestly, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna accomplish it. I think it's gonna be straight up genocide. Like they're gonna they're gonna kill everybody in the Gaza Strip. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. It, like just it's just gonna keep a slow, steady march towards killing everyone. Yeah. You know, there's plenty of genocides throughout the last hundred years, and it's just we just move on as a planet. We just as a as a race as a like a race and a species. We just like move on from it. Yeah, I mean, we don't have any interest in Palestine. If America, like, if we found some motherfucking resources over there, like, <laughs> that, that's what the Palestinians, if they really wanted to stop, that's what the Palestinians need to do. They need to fucking find some goddamn cobalt or something in that moment. Well, that's how you knew it was never going to get fixed is when Britain pulled out of Transjordan and Palestine and Israel. It's like, they were just, they just like washed their hands of it. They were like, they were happy to get this shit off their fucking plate. And that's how they treated the people that were coming back from the area to, to Britain. They were like, thank you for your service. You guys did the best you could with a shitty situation, but we're glad to be done with that. Yeah, now let's invest in healthcare that we will slowly dismantle over the next seven years. <laughs> yeah, I get it. It's the way to go. Everybody wants to look great below the belt, and luckily, Manscaped has launched their fifth-generation performance package. It includes the all-new Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra with interchangeable blade heads, one for trimming and the other for a smooth, close shave. You can shake things up downtown with three length-setting combs and waterproofing you can trim up anywhere. Yeah, I'm, I'm a firm believer in keeping it trimmed up down there. Okay, you can't it can't be unruly. You know, I like a nice bush. I like a nice bush that's kempt. You know, you can't be coming in with the Sasquatch. Manscaped stuff works. Uh, they have excellent customer service. I highly recommend Manscaped Skin Safe technology helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs. So weed whacking isn't so dangerous anymore. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BS20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with code BS20 at manscaped.com. All right. I haven't done a voicemail in a while. Sure. 
Um, uh, is America a banana republic? Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Update. Advice about wife working. Yeah, let's do that one. All right. Hey, how you doing, Brian? Um, this is me again. I was uh, calling to follow up with you um, about the advice you gave me regarding my fiance, who I I can't get to um, give me any help with the bills. I just wanted to say thank you for taking the time you did, man. Um, sometimes when you're going through, you know, the hardships of life, you kind of alienate yourself sometimes, and you really don't have a clear reading on what's going on in your own life. And uh, hearing what you had to say about my situation, it really helped open my eyes. It, it made me, it made me help see. It, it helped me see that I'm not a piece of shit for not being able to provide everything right at this moment and that I'm not less than for needing help from her and that it's normal that I need help from her and that it's normal that I should expect and I should have certain expectations for her. You literally hit the nail on the head with with everything here. Um, I'm going to, uh, since she is the mother of my child, I'm going to sit her down and I'm going to give her one last chance. I'm going to tell her you have until March. I, I, I need your help. But um, when the lease is up in March, if I, you know, if things are still there, how they are right now, we're just going to have to go our separate ways. And, you know, like you said, like, better better to have, deal with her as a, a crazy baby mama rather than have her breathe in my oxygen. Anyway, I appreciate you, brother. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Fucking awesome. There you go, brother. Um, uh, I'm glad you got the balls to do that. I would love to... <laughs> I mean, but I mean, you probably sent this voicemail last week, but uh, he might be dead by now. She might have killed him. No, but but I don't see the point in waiting that long. You know, <laughs> like, bitch, I need to see you filling out applications today. That's your job. Your job is looking for a job. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Do OnlyFans something. Yeah, but, uh, you know, because I feel like the lack of urgency is the problem. It's not even that she don't have a job or she's not contributing financially. It's that she doesn't want to, right? She doesn't yeah. feel compelled to, and that is a character flaw. That's not, you know, what, what I'm saying is, it's almost like, I put it like this. It's like my cat, I have a cat, you know what I mean? And she ain't allowed on the kitchen counter, and she know this. But if I set up, if I set up the kitty cam, when I'm gone, guess where that bitch be at? on the kitchen counter <laughs> she, she like when i make her do the right thing she do it mm. but but when she but that ain't her nature right you know what i mean so it's like yeah you might be able to get her to get a job in march but it's gonna be begrudgingly you mm. know and, and she's gonna resent you for it and she probably has some fucking loser ass sister or cousin or best friend that's encouraging this behavior as well. Or she follows some dumb bitch on TikTok that's giving her bad advice. You know? So that's definitely um, where you go for it. Yeah, but it's like that that girl don't care about you and she's already shown you that. You know? So but I'm glad you got the balls to do something. But wait until March is gonna be a mistake. Um but I, I, I but I get it, it's your baby mom, so she still got your baby, and that that's a whole complicated thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I predict that I predict that by the time it's April, you're gonna be like, I should have kicked this bitch out of December. But we'll see. You know, 
you know, I don't know either one of y'all, so I don't know, you know, what your situation is, how it's going to turn out. But I, I wish you the best, man. Um, thanks for contributing to the show. Now, wholesome laughter. What, what does that mean? Mr. Brian Mann. All right. I've never been addressed as that, but I like it. Hope your day is going well. Your podcast has been scheduled listening for me for a few years now. I work construction in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. So as you can imagine, the weather isn't the warmest right now. But I got to say, during episode 85, Smooth Criminal, you and Rob laughing, mainly Rob, when talking about how smooth that shot was, genuinely made me laugh and made my day better. I had to get off my ladder and open up the YouTube video to watch it in order to get the full effect. The other people on the construction site for sure thought I was some crazy bastard because I was just staring at my phone almost in tears laughing. It just felt like I needed to let you know that. And you're totally right. That dumb fuck YouTuber deserved what he got. <laughs> hopefully he's okay. <laughs> Gotta be more aware. Keep on keeping on. And hopefully you come up here soon for a show. Regards, Matt. Yeah, I just left uh, Manitoba. I'm not sure where that is in relation to Alberta. I think Alberta's on one of the coasts, whatever. But it's not near Alberta. I know that. And I know traveling in Canada, domestic travel is really expensive for reasons I don't understand. Um, um, but thank you. Yeah, I, and I know exactly what moment you're talking about. Um, it was a very funny moment, and we almost didn't have the footage for it. Thank God we did. Um yeah, but totally agree. That guy deserves exactly what the fuck he got. Fucking idiot. Um, yeah, the fact that he didn't die means he got exactly what he deserved. If he'd have died, I'd be like, ah, that's a bit much. But he got what he, he got what he deserved. He might die. He might be shitting in a bag forever. What is booty patrol? We got to know what that is. Florida man ticketed for booty patrol truck. Oh my god. Of course it says Florida man. I think at this point Floridians are proud of being in the weird place um the soda county florida is roughly 1400 miles from the border with mexico so gabriella luviana probably figured that nobody would get too confused when he outfitted his white chevy silverado with green decals that evoked the u.s border patrol color scheme as on actual border patrol trucks luviano has included a diagonal green stripe across the bed unlike real border patrol trucks luviano's logo read booty patrol um Aside from the insignia on the doors where an official truck's decals would read, U.S. Customs and Border Protection, Luviano says National Booty Behavior Protection. <laughs> <laughs> Given the... No, no, see, the funniest part is that this article is in Car and Driver. So, um... Given these differences and the fact that patrolling the U.S. border in Florida will typically involve some type of vehicle that floats and has one pointy end, you'd guess nobody would earnestly mistake the booty patrol for border patrol. County Sheriff's Office, however, thought otherwise. Last week, the county police posted the Facebook version of a wanted poster <laughs> writing, the DeSoto County Sheriff's Office is reaching out to raise awareness about a vehicle equipped with red and blue lights that has been impersonating law enforcement, and it's not just happening here in DeSoto County, but in several other counties across Florida as well. The vehicle is a white Chevy Silverado with green decals, if you or anyone you know has been pulled over by the suspicious vehicle or has any information related to these incidents, please do not hesitate to reach out to the Santo County Sheriff's Office. Come on, where's your sense of humor? A day later, they updated the post with news that they tracked down the dastardly booty patrol and issued a $113 ticket for violating whatever. 
which pertains to certain lights prohibited. In other words, Florida says you can't have blue lights on your car, regardless of whether you ever actually turn them on out on the road, which Luviano says he hadn't. Well, we don't know that. Our initial posts aim to raise awareness, blah, blah, blah. There's no word on whether similar law enforcement impersonation accusations will be levied against anyone caught wearing a T-shirt that reads FBI, female body inspector. But the public was grateful for this dedicated police. No, they fucking weren't. What a fucking lame. What is that? What's that? Sarasota County Sheriff's Department? Y'all fucking suck. Finish that that sentence. Um, Public was grateful for his dedicated police work. By by which we mean the cop's Facebook page got deluged with comments like, should change your name to the DeSoto County Fund Police, and man, just let them patrol the booty. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, what are we talking about here? The guy is, you know, if he if he hasn't if he's not putting nobody over, you know, it's just it's just a funny thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Booty patrol. I I bet you one hundred. I bet you ninety nine point nine percent of people that saw that truck laughed. And then, and the only people that didn't were part of the sheriff's department. Yeah, yeah, man. I don't, I don't think you can be an uptight cop. I don't think you can be an uptight sheriff. You're like, I don't know, man. I mean, it's the even, last person even, you want to be uptight. Yeah, because I've, I've ran into cops where, if you make them laugh, they'll let it slide. And then I've ran into cops where some hilariously funny shit happened. So I, I'll never forget uh, when I was in San Diego, my boy, uh, my, my friend David. I don't know. I still don't know what the fuck he did for a living. But but every now and then, like all the, all the young comics are always struggling and poor. But this motherfucker had bread. And I don't know how. I don't remember exactly what he was doing for money. But uh, but he 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 had a Benz back when you know they first started implementing a, a lot of tech in the Benzes, right? Yeah. And, you know, I, I believe it started up with like a touchscreen button. It was, it was like, it was like if you, when you first, when you get in this car, like it was not apparent how you operate this vehicle. If you, if you know, this was probably 2011 or something like that, 2012, it was that right. kind of time. And so smart features in vehicles was not commonplace. So it was like when you first got in this car, it was like very confusing if you were used to just driving any cars before that. And and we we get stopped at a DUI checkpoint, you know. And I'm drunk. He that's why I'm I'm in his car. He dra- he dropping me off because I'm way too drunk. And we get stopped at the DUI checkpoint, and the officer's like, "Have you had anything to drink?" He hadn't had anything to drink, but they still go through all the rigmarole. Okay, well, look, I need you to go step over there, you know, this kind of shit. And and uh and and David gets out of the car, and so so at this particular place, the cop. The cop drives your car over. Okay, okay. So I'm, I'm telling the story wrong. He had had something to drink, but it was like eight hours before that. You know. Okay. But he, but he was trying to be fucking honest, Abe. You don't tell cops you had anything to drink. That's so dumb. Um, like if if you had something to drink eight hours ago, you just say you didn't. You had you haven't any, you haven't had any drinks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because if mm-hmm. you tell them you're drinking, they're gonna treat you like you drank. Anyway, so he had to get breathalyzed. So what happens is. You get out of your car, the cop gets in your car and drives it to this other area while you get the DUI test. And then if you pass it, then you get, you know, they give you your car back at the end. It's that kind of weird thing they do. So, you know, there's like 15 cops around. And 
uh, and the cop gets in the car, but I, I was drunk and I didn't realize I was supposed to get out of the car too. Okay. And and I'm trying to tell this cop. And I keep in mind, it's cops all around us, and and and, but the two the two guys that are dealing with us are, you know, they're they're this they're closer than everybody else. They're about you know one guy's like ten feet, two feet away, and this guy this other guy's in the car, right? And he goes, "Can you exit the vehicle, please?" And I was like, "But but but um." But like this is like a spaceship. Like you gotta, you gotta do this, dude. I was trying to explain to him, and, and and his ego took over. He was like, "Hey, sir, get the fuck out of the car." I'm like, "All right," and I get out of the car, and then <laughs> and then the hazards come on, and the and the windshield starts going like this, and we, and 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 like he he was completely stuck. Like the, the shit was rocking back. Like he pushed all the wrong buttons after I was just <laughs> trying to explain to him, and. And I look over. Now my friend is laughing his ass off, and I look over at his partner, and he just got the straight face. It's and I'm looking at him, and I'm looking at him like, "Come on, you can't go laugh at that. That is that is because it was like it was like a movie. It was like it was the the comedic timing was crazy for him to be like, sir, I know how to drive a car. Get the fuck out the car, and then completely not know what he's doing at all." You know what I mean? And and, and, and the only one cop gave it up. The the rest of these fucking stick up the ass uh, uh, bastards was trying to keep the straight face. I'm like, you're not gonna tease him about that. I mean, y'all the wrong people for the job. It's like if you can't laugh at obviously funny stuff. There's nothing that makes me more nervous than people with guns and no sense of humor. Right, right. You too serious. You too serious. I'm too serious. I, I, I remember seeing a, seeing a cop um, at a 7-Eleven. Like, I'm walking out to 7-Eleven, and his partner's in there getting coffee, and I'm just walking out, and I'm like, I'm like, uh, I'm, and I'm like, hey, how you doing, officer? And, he, and, and, it, and which is just hello. I don't, I'm not asking you how you doing, right? Yeah. And he goes, I'd be doing a lot better if you took your hands out of your pockets. Fuck. I'm like, what, what is wrong with you? I don't have to take my fucking hands out of my pockets. What are you talking about? It's, 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 such, it's such a crazy thing that like you ain't part. You're not part of the community for real. That's really the problem is yeah. is that pe- people get to police people that aren't in their community. You know, right? Like all the people that think that there's no problem with cops are either cops or they're they they're they're somewhere where they where a lot of the cops are people they went to high school with. You know, and so they don't experience the, you know, they don't as often experience that thing of like being patrolled by people that not only don't see you as part of the community, they don't see themselves as part of your community, but they also like look down on you. Like they see you as like, it's like an adversarial relationship, you know? That, that's the, the, the third category is like people who live in really expensive, nice neighborhoods where the cops give them deference because- those people can get them fired. You know what I'm right. saying? Because they know the fucking chief of police or whatever. Well, I think that brings it full circle. I'm uh, going to get out of here, but not before. Because now, this is like this is like when when drugs when drugs hit the street and they kill somebody. Everybody wants to do them. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Sure. Like like when I, when Sherm first came out, 
in DC or when, when people start doing, they call it water. You know, it's it's just formaldehyde. You know, the point the point yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to see where is the nearest Panera Bread and try me one of these charged lemonades. I need to know what it's hitting for. <laughs> 